everybody. You're listening to Rated M for McPhail with Audrey. And Aaron. Yay. Sorry, I yelled that. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks, the classic film from 1994 that is uh, pretty objectively terrible, but we're going to be talking about it anyway. So get ready. It is the weakest installment, in my opinion, of the Mighty Ducks franchise. A um, <clears throat> bit of a sophomore slump, if you will. Yeah, yeah, they got cocky with the first Mighty Ducks, and they were like, oh, let's make it bigger, and they'll play Iceland, and then... Yeah, bigger stakes, uh, we'll move it to <laughs> Los Angeles, and uh, we'll bring it out to an international level, which was is a huge jump, and I think makes the series weird, like, pretty disjointed that it goes from like like the state championship or whatever to like this international tournament to like varsity versus jv yeah i think Uh, it would have made a lot more sense had d2 just not existed yeah agree and and they just went from okay we're the state champs we got scholarships now we're in high school and we got to play these adult guys yeah so the movie again opens with a flashback of course. Which is great. So it kind of, it'll catch you up a little bit on what you may have missed in the last movie, which you can refer to our previous podcast <laughs> to find out the plot of The Mighty Ducks. If you yourself need a refresher. So yeah, this uh, is, this is like, what, what did we say? Like three to six months later? I, I, it cannot be like a year later, right? Like it's not, I don't think it's that much long, like after. No, and this movie came out in 94, the first one came out in 92, so there's two years between release, but the kids don't seem more than... They don't seem that much older. Yeah, they seem still, you Their know, voices are still, like, high. Like, there's a noticeable, like, jump in uh, Josh Jackson's voice from D2 to D3. And height. He's, like, 6'1 yeah. in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just immediate growth spurt. <laughs> so, yeah, so Gordon Bombay... Our anti-hero slash hero slash lawyer slash coach <laughs> um, has gone off at the end of... Slash minor league hockey player now. It's true. Yeah, he has gone from the end of the Mighty Ducks to go try his luck in the minors at 30 years old. And um, we see from the, the montage that happens... This is at the beginning, right? Where they do the montage yeah. where he's like... He's moving his way up in the minors, and he's yeah, gonna and they're go like, pro. Oh, this guy could make the pros. He's one step away, or whatever. Boom, knee injury. <sighs> the greats—they fall, you know. Yeah, he he goes back to his uh his plan B, which is uh coaching pee wee hockey, uh but with a twist. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's personal. No, this this time he gets recruited. By uh, some head of, like, corporate sponsorship at uh, Hendrick's Hockey Apparel. And actually, Hans's brother, Jan, right? Yep. Yep. uh, Talked him up and said, you should be the coach of the U.S. team for the Junior Goodwill Games. A.K.A. the, like, Junior Olympics. So, I have a lot of problems like, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, First of same, all, same. Jan. Um, <laughs> Jan and Hans. And he's just, like, he's so casual about it. He's just like, yeah, Hans went back to the old country. Yeah, he went back to see our mom. So he's he's out for a little bit. And I feel like if I was in that movie, I would have I been like, does no one else notice this? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is just... And how do these random, like, 
small business owners in Minnesota have so many big connections with like yeah yeah huge connections like that does that is that does not make sense that is mind-boggling he's like oh yeah I know the head of this giant like apparel company and also I know people in like the the committee that makes the choices of like coaches coach hiring for this international tournament (laughs) yeah so that's crazy and then so Bombay, like, becomes the coach. Um, yes. And then he gets to pick his team. And inexplicably, apparently, the best players in the country happen to be, like, his Mighty Ducks team. Just the Mighty Ducks. Just the the team from District 5. The bunch of ragtag, you know, players. Yeah. With a few additions. Um, With a few additions. So in between... Mighty Ducks in D2, we lose Peter, the the little kid in the leather jacket. The punk. Yeah, the punk. The younger Hall brother. I don't yes. know what his name is. And, I don't know either. Um, Tammy and Tommy, the figure skaters. Tammy and Tommy are gone without a trace. <laughs> yeah, never to be mentioned again. And Carp, from uh, our friend Carp, who was from also the lead in Heavyweights. Yes. So bye-bye um, all of them. So there's a montage of Charlie and Bombay getting the the gang back together, basically, and they have that like duck call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, doesn't sound like that, but it kind of sounds like that. Um, and they stumble. Well, I I made a note of this. When they stumble upon uh, Connie and Gee, Gee is wearing like this hipster scarf <laughs> that I wrote. Nice fucking hipster scarf. So glad that no one has changed in the time that has happened. Also. I feel like they made Goldberg somehow even more of, like, a Jewish stereotype in this movie. Because they find him and he's working at, like, his family's deli. Uh-huh. Yeah. He becomes... Like, um... Okay, so <laughs> okay. in the first movie, he's, like, the comic relief. But in the second yeah. and the third, he's just a joke. Like... Yeah, yeah. He, he's... It's they really like flanderize his character where he's yeah. just like ridiculous. He's just there for the laughs. Um and then the Hawks reappear in this kind of like getting the gang back together and they make a really a really good sitting duck pun. <laughs> Nailed it. Um but the ducks quickly foil that. Okay, Fulton just kind of like scares them and uh they like tie them up to trees and they're like inexplicably shirtless also. They're, they're stripped he strips them down to their boxers in the middle of a busy park and ties them to a tree and that's just fine apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Um I like these movies though. I like it in all the rollerblading montages because it makes like Minneapolis look really, really pretty. Like, as a city, I'm like, oh, I could go. Oh, that'd be cool to visit. I would just know it from the Mighty Ducks movies, but <laughs> um, even if it is. So so they get the, the gang back together, and um, this Hendrix guy just talks about how uh, coaches have images, and images me- image means dollars or something. Like, he says some sort of, like, thing about branding, <laughs> which who knew that this was still going to be relevant, you know, <laughs> 20 years later or whatever. <laughs> I did. Six-year-old me was like, I bet all this corporate sponsorship stuff is really going to be relevant in 2017. So we get a couple new additions to the team uh, who also bring their own distinct stereotype, if you will. Um, We have Ken Wu. Who is an Asian figure skater. (laughs) A small Asian figure skater. So I feel terrible for, for Mr. Wu because... 
who tells a tiny Asian child that he has a f- he abandoned figure skating? You have a future in hockey. Yeah, yeah, no one. I mean, he, wrong place, wrong time. Then we have uh, Luis, who Luis is Luis Mendoza, who is Cuban. He's from Miami, and the like. Okay, every, the introductions of like the music that plays when they bring in all like the new people is just so like. This is kind of racist. Like, uh, even when they introduced Dwayne uh, Robert Robertson, right? I think so. Who is the Texan who wears a, a cowboy hat and like the music is all like country mm-hmm. <laughs> and like yeehaw. Uh, yeah. So it's, Luis it's Mendoza, I was really happy to see him because he's Benny the Jet Rodriguez from The Sandlot. Which yes. Yes, we should. We should another. We should cover on this podcast. Absolutely, a classic. Um, oh God, I loved him. So yeah, I saw him in this, and I was like, oh, awesome. The cowboy. I was Dwayne. I was slightly less enthused. Yeah, I don't care for him. Mostly from just the fact that he said the line, "It's a great day for some puck." And yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> like immediate no. And also, all of these people um, so far. They're, besides the figure skater, but, like, Luis and Dwayne, are they really from places where you would even learn how to be a hockey like player? Like, a hockey player? I have no idea. It's, it, yeah, because Luis is from Miami. I know that Florida has, like, multiple hockey teams now, and it probably did then. Um, I think it did then. But still, not you don't really think Florida and ice. Texas, you don't think ice either. Uh, Ken is from San Francisco, so that is Northern California, so that makes a little bit more sense. Um, Julie the Cat Gaffney, we have not talked about yet. No. <laughs> who is not. maybe my m- tie for first favorite of the new Ducks. She is this new goalie. She's really good. She's from Maine. She immediately is like, oh, Goldberg's like, oh, what a goalie? We already have a goalie. Oh, like. <sighs> like no, we have a, f- a fat kid who won't <laughs> practice during the offseason. We have a somebody who stands in front of the net. And that technically the position is goalie, but he does not goaltend. And Julie is very quick. She's got a quick glove. Like, she's she's great. He got the position because his last name is very close to goalie. And yeah, they thought right. that was fun. <laughs> they're like, oh, well, just, and he can't really skate that well. So they're like, oh, you just have to stand there. You're fine. No, Julie shows it, shows him how it's done. And it's dope. And the last new addition is Dean Portman. <laughs> The 30-year-old father of two. <laughs> who Who is currently engaged to uh, Adina Menzel. Really? So, fun fact, <laughs> the actor who plays him, um, they were in Rent together. No, and were they? Who did he play in Rent? Sorry, this is important to me. I don't know, but I was looking this up today, and it said that they were uh, in Rent together. So hold on, let me, let me see. Adina Menzel engaged to boyfriend Aaron Lord. The pair co-starred in the nineteen in the two thousand five film adaptation of the Broadway hit Rent together. Oh, he was in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was Mush and Newsies. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, <laughs> this guy. Dean Portman is a great. He's a great addition. He's he's my tie for first favorite. Uh, since he is just a straight enforcer, body built like just muscle and he's comic relief he's like really aggressive and he and uh and fulton become known as the bash brothers yeah oh my god how is he even allowed to be on the same team as everyone else though serious question because he's clearly 10 years older than them (laughs) yeah i don't know he's like 
like I say 30 jokingly, but he's at least 25 in this. Yeah, I I don't know. It do, it, it kind of doesn't make sense either, but they embrace him, they love him. And oh, I also made a note after everyone's been introduced, they have like this extended like line dancing practice. It's important training. <laughs> like once they all have um accepted the noobs into their team when Bombay's like you're all ducks now and he ties them up and makes them all skate as one which seems kind of dangerous yeah um also uh I wrote down thousands of dollars in rink damage I think either that I think that's from like them breaking the glass yeah oh oh right they drive through the glass with the Zamboni <laughs> yeah and that's treated as like a total okay so this happens in every Mighty Ducks movie where they break the glass and then <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just continue playing where right. normally when that happens, like, everything stops and... Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, we'll, we'll clean, we'll worry about it later. We got pre- we got a game to win. Yeah, apparently. Oh, we have not discussed uh, their tutor. Like, the the female voice of reason. Oh, the terrible movie. actress who is yes. terrible? Oh, her voice is so annoying. <laughs> she, her line delivery is just, it's... It boggles the mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, but I guess they needed to have they needed to have some sort of conflict for Bombay, so he didn't, you know, do whatever he wanted with them. And I don't. Some there's. I feel like in these movies, there's always an effort to have to, to like discipline the ducks in some way, because it's mostly just like fun and shenanigans. <laughs> uh, they need they need a little structure in their lives. Um, but she she delivers that really great interlude about like America as a nation and how we're like a young nation. <laughs> she tries to be like relevant to them, and she's like, you "Yeah, know, we're yeah. like teenagers. You guys yeah, are teenagers. Yeah. You can understand." Yeah, yeah. Uh, which kind of depressed me because it's like, what's our country now? <laughs> uh. Um, but then anyway, they go to the Goodwill. They go to um, L.A. for the Goodwill Games, and they go to the Coliseum where we have been together. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we have. Um, the location permits for this movie, like, I, I have, like, the location budget must have been astronomical because, like, there, it's like the whole Coliseum basically is like they're just, they're having a press conference and you see the whole outside of it and the inside of it and, um, wild. And later when, when the Hendrix guy shows Bombay his house, he's at this, like, beautiful house in Malibu, like, right on the water. Um, yeah, I, I don't really understand. Well, they do a this... lot of like pretty intense location shooting in this movie. Like, yeah, they're all oh, they go on, to like, Rodeo, Rodeo Drive. Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking about like how crazy this is. Um, also, I just want to talk about the fact that they're having a press conference with multiple news outlets <laughs> covering the arrival of the Ducks at the Good Junior Goodwill Games. <laughs> Um, and the fact that there are going to be scouts at the games, like scouts for what the the boarding school they're all going to go to in the next movie, or like, uh, like they're at the highest level, right? Like, what are the scouts for? They kind of have to wait until they're eighteen before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they their first game is against Trinidad and Tobago. Aww, <laughs> which is also depressing and like. Their portrayal is also a little bit like they're playing like Caribbean music or or African esque music. Like it's not it's not great. Uh, and they they destroy Trinidad and Tobago because I didn't know that Trinidad and Tobago 
even had a Junior Goodwill Games squad. They should make an inspirational movie about that. I would the... like, yeah. I, where's that movie? I would like that movie. It's called Cool Runnings. Uh, true. Another movie we should do. <laughs> so, so they do this thing, and at the at the press conference, though, there's a confrontation between the coach of the Iceland team. Iceland is a quote unquote like the favorites to win the Goodwill Games, and their coach is Wolf the Dentist Stanton, <laughs> who is like an evil. Um, he's Russian. Like he's not Russian. Like Iceland is Russia, basically. <laughs> in this movie um they're terrifying he is yeah they're all i would say one to two feet taller than the ducks and five to ten years older again and potentially even whiter than the hawks team from the first movie (laughs) yeah they really like they're big and blonde and tall and just like uh like a bond villain yeah they should like they're all bond villains yeah yeah um, and, uh, the other, the, like, trainer from Iceland also is, like, a, there's a blonde lady, uh, who Bombay gets to romance in this movie. Also, the, I, I would say, oh, they play Italy, too. And the Italian, it's, like, they're making fun of, like, their, they're like, hey, pass me a pizza! Or whatever, <laughs> they make some sort of, like, <laughs> racial joke about Italians. Well, you know, you gotta do it. I feel like the relationship between uh, Gordon Bombay and then this the woman from Iceland is done, like, it's so half-assed. Yeah, yeah. They they go on, like, one date, and that's where, like, the Bash Brothers see them, and they're like, oh, you're, you're with the enemy! Yeah. When they're in California is um, the, when they have the fantastic sequence at the Rodeo Drive store. When yes. it becomes ap- apparent that all of the ducks are now entering puberty. And so, yes. of course, they're going to trick this store into just having, like, hot women model outfits for them for, like, an extended montage sequence. Yeah. Gor- Goldberg's pretty pervy in this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's him and Dwayne. Like, I don't know what Dwayne's doing there. And yeah. then I don't remember so, who else is in that. Averman. It is a it is a long montage. <laughs> it's like an unnecessarily long montage. Eventually, they the store people figure it out that they were just like it was a prank. It was a ruse. Goldberg's like, oh, I think I really want to buy my because like the whole pretense is that he's buying a present for his mother and he's Aaron, yeah, yeah. He's Aaron Spelling's nephew or nephew, something. Nephew, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and so he's like, Nine yeah, I think right. I really want to buy my mom a bikini. Can I see some of those? And they're like, get out of here. And don't come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while that's happening, though, they're, uh, Bombay is, like, schmoozing it up with, like, several professional athletes, including Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah! Making, like, I, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has so many cameos in movies <laughs> that you, like, for, like, he's in this, he's in Fletch, he's in, uh... Airplane. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's in. Ugh, there's something else that he's. I remember I, lately, but I like completely forgot he was in this. <laughs> so I, my favorite part of that cameo is when um, Bombay is talking to him about how he wants to make his own line, and yeah, and of Air Kareem, Bombay loafers. Cream's just like, but but how many kids do you think want to grow up to be coaches? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic. Uh, yeah, so great. Oh, but then also, they're, they, back to when they were on Radio Drive, people in the store, like, recognize them from hockey. 
from yeah the goodwill games where i wrote my note is people in the store know them no apathetic people in la who traditionally do not care about sports like or celebrities um so yeah so that was that was also crazy also this is at this point in the movie the next game they play goldberg uh gets benched for julie because he says goldberg's on a hot streak um and he gets all offended that they're gonna put in julie the cat gaffney but she is clearly more skilled <laughs> better goaltender this is the highest stage for them to compete on it makes sense that she should play oh Another thing about about skill sets that I forgot to mention when we were talking before, um, Luis, who, they're like, oh, he's a really fast skater, only thing is, he doesn't know how to stop. And I'm like, (laughs) how, how do you have this person in, like, the highest level of American junior hockey not know how to stop skating? Yeah, how do you get to that point? There's no one else better in the country at hockey. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Um, we have not talked about the the other new addition to the duck. He keeps he's not a duck yet, but it keeps popping up. Yeah, because uh, they keep, keep, <laughs> they're in L.A. So they go yeah. to South Central. Yeah, they're yeah. The geography in this movie is crazy in terms of L.A. Just getting to like th- like to put Gordon May at a house in Malibu when he has to be near or on the Coliseum is insane. That's so far away. Um, but anyway, Keenan is just a kid who's kind of, he's, he's at all the games and he's making fun of them and he's at their practices and, uh, <laughs> he decides to show them, uh, how to really play. So they go, the Ducks play his, uh, neighborhood team. In South Central in, in the early South 90s. In South Central Los Angeles. <laughs> um, cause that's a known hotbed for hockey players and hockey development. Um, but Keenan's trick is he'd, uh, oh, his name's Russ. His character's name's Russ. Uh, Russ's trick is a knuckle puck, where you, like, the puck just flips around in the air before they score. And it's usually accompanied by him saying, it's knuckle puck time. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, because before that, before then, oh, they had lost their one game or, or tied or something and Bombay made them do, like, Herbie's. <laughs> he made them do the like the really intense like again like skating because this movie is basically like Miracle Light, <laughs> um before Miracle so Miracle owes a great debt to this movie. Without this movie, Miracle never would have been made. Right, right. Um, also, but when they're in like South Central playing, there's like sirens in the background and like graffiti everywhere, and it's, the soundtrack is like hip hop. It is literally whoop. There it is. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. What's fun. And it's like whoop. There it is. Street hockey. It's the most '90s South Central like experience. <laughs> it's crazy. It's great. It's great. Uh, just to show you, everyone loves a good good old hockey game <laughs> in all parts of America. <laughs> Yeah, and Bombay is getting wooed by this Iceland coach. He's getting wooed by the the Hendricks guy. I actually forget. I didn't write down how that how that gets resolved. <laughs> like how he decides to not be like a corporate drone anymore. Oh well, he has a relevatory skating scene on a oh right similar right. to the one in the first where he, right, uh, right, he's right. on a on a beach that is inexplicably empty, <laughs> just skating no, by himself, impossible alone with yeah, his yeah. thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then is... he's like, he, he, um, they're, they're at a game. Like, the kids are playing, and he doesn't show up to the game. 
And so, yeah. like, the, the tutor has to pretend to be the coach. And she just is like, I don't know what to do. And it's absurd. And then he shows up randomly, like, halfway through the game with his duck horn. And he yeah. makes them waste <laughs> a timeout so he can give an apology speech to the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the ducks fly together. <laughs> and I... I was, like, so offended at all of this happening. It's, his conduct as a coach is appalling. Like, it's, I feel like it's not enough that he likes them. Like, he genuinely just lets them down consistently. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he's really not that good of a coach. Like. No. He's all about fun. (laughs) Um, it's great. But they, yeah, so he apologizes. Oh, they, they do this speech where he asks them where they're all from in the locker room, um, which is also a miracle, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Oh, we did not, we have not talked about the confrontation, the, like, Bombay, uh, Wolf the Dentist. One-on-one. One-on-one. Mano-a-mano. Yeah. Featuring the most vicious slash in, like, movie history. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. First of all, uh, Wolf disrespects Jan, which is just like, that's the line that they do not cross. That's like, like in Back to the Future when they're like, what's the matter? Chicken? Yeah, then- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Another movie we should talk about. Another movie trilogy we should talk about. <laughs> yep. Um, I forget, when does Adam Banks get hurt? He gets hurt in the one, he gets hurt in the game, I guess... Right before the final? Yeah, they, like, break... Wait, no, isn't it... I don't... Do they play more than one game against Iceland? I think... Oh, yeah, they play them first. They play They play them and they get beat. It's kind of like in Miracle when we play the Russians for the first time. Yeah. They, they like, yeah. break his hand pretty much. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah, he yeah. tries to hide it for a while, and then he finally has to get it taken care of. But then at the last minute, like, he's able to play in the, in the big game. Because he's like, oh, yeah. it's fine now. I don't know what happened. But they're like... Oh, we can't let you play because now Russ is on the team. Because now Russ is a duck, so the roster's all filled. And so Charlie... And this like, sweet, eh, sweet Charlie. I don't need to play. He's barely in this movie, by the way. I know! That's why I don't like it, I think. Because there's not enough Charlie Conway. If there was more Joshua Jackson in this movie, I'm just saying, maybe it would have been better. Uh, yeah. Also, I like that uh, Ken Wu becomes a Bash brother in the, last, in the final game. Yep, <laughs> he's adorable. Because uh, he's so small. <laughs> It's just so, like, I love any psych gag where it's, like, the two Bash Brothers and, like, Ken Wu. Like, it's so cute. Oh, oh, also, Wayne Gretzky is in this movie. Yeah! The ultimate hockey cameo. (laughs) Where they're like, oh, guys, it's the great one. And he says, you can call, it's just Wayne. (laughs) Or whatever. And they're all like, haha, good one. I was like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. Um, And it was like, Gretzky blesses the ducks. It's in that hockey publication. Um, uh, America won or whatever, like. That Wayne Gretzky comes to the Junior Goodwill Games to meet Team USA. Wayne Gretzky, noted American. <laughs> <laughs> the most Ugh. American of all the hockey yeah, yeah. players. Great cameo, though. Great, great. I mean, and if you I can, mean, honestly, if you can get Wayne Gretzky to be in your hockey movie, like, you're gonna do it. But can you imagine, like, a hockey movie being made today with, like, I don't even want to say it, but, like, Sidney Crosby, Crosby or, like, yeah, or, like, Ovechkin, Ovechkin, like, just, like, dropping by around kids. No. No. God, no. I, that's, that's horror. That's, like, horror movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the duck. Oh, they get their new duck jerseys. Their new Anaheim Mighty Duck jerseys, basically. 
Because in between D, the Mighty Ducks and D2 is when the Anaheim Mighty Ducks uh, were founded and became a, an NHL hockey team. Disney purchased, uh, uh, I forget, I, I pulled up the, the origin story of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Now just the Anaheim Ducks. Boo. Uh, yes, so the club was founded in 1993 by the Walt Disney Company as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, based off of the 1992 film The Mighty Ducks. Which so, Charlie name drops in D3. In D3, he's like, they named a pro team after us, which we're, we'll get to because, I, like, if he had, the girl, like, his love interest in D3, like, claims to not know any hockey, but, like, if you had named, like, the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe, or, like, the New York Rangers, or, like, a team that's been around for more than, like, two years at that point, maybe she would have known, yeah. you know? Or, like, the team that's in Minnesota, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The So Disney just kind of founded this hockey team based off of this movie, which is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, an entrance fee of $50 million was required, half of which Disney would pay directly to the Los Angeles Kings in order to share Southern California. <laughs> crazy. Um, and they actually play in the last game, they play it in Anaheim Arena, which is now well, the Honda Center, um, which is the, the Ducks um, arena still to this day yeah so crazy that a children's movie inspired a professional sports franchise who has won the stanley cup never might i add <laughs> never underestimate the power of disney branding and marketing um, i mean yeah they will do that they'll do that they'll do a movie series a, a hockey team and an animated television show <laughs> about <laughs> Duck human hybrids who fight crime, <laughs> who fight like galactic space monsters, where all of their like weapons and things they fight with are like metal sticks and like puck bombs. And uh, it's amazing. I highly recommend everyone go look at the Mighty Ducks theme song. It's called Ducks Rock. <laughs> Uh, my sister and I would get up at dawn to watch the show. It lasted for, like, one season. Like, I think there were, like, 13 episodes total. Shout out to the Mighty Ducks. Ducks rock. <laughs> I was... <gasps> what? Okay, so I just went to look up um, the Mighty Ducks TV show to see when it was on the air. And um, yeah. I it I accidentally just looked up the movie The Mighty Ducks, which has a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, which offends me. Um, excuse me? <laughs> No, that's 15%. One five, yes. Wow. Wow, wow, so, wow. So, anyway, um, that's horrific. But anyway, the, the Mighty Ducks TV show was on the air from 1996, September of 1996, to January 1997. Um, yep. yep. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> um, I remember being, I was, I was, what would I have been? I was like, eight when this came out and I was offended because I was like that's not what they were in the movie they weren't crime fighters in the movie what are they doing and I was so angry and I wouldn't watch it wait are you on the Wikipedia page yeah in another galaxy exists a planet populated entirely by humanoid no. ducks Dubbed Puck World by its inhabitants it is an icy planet perfectly suited to the ducks favorite pastime hockey 
For the citizens of Puck World, hockey was not simply a sport, but a way of life, occupying virtually every aspect of the day-to-day existence. <laughs> Legend has it centuries ago, during an invasion by a reptilian race called the Saurians, a duck named Drake Duquesne became the planet's savior over the Saurians' overlords. The legend tells that Duquesne did so with a high-tech goalie mask. <laughs> Oh boy, so the Saurians escape dimensional limbo and returns to Puckworld with an armada of robotic attack ships. Jim Belushi was in this, and Tim Curry. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I'm gonna read some of the names of the main characters for our listeners. Wildwing Flashblade. Saved by Karnar back on Puckworld, he's the leader of the ducks on and off the ice. At first reluctant to take charge after Carnard fell, he eventually comes to accept the role of leadership. As a hockey player, he's the goalie. <laughs> uh, in real life, Wild Wing is the mascot for the Anaheim Ducks until the 2006-2007 season. Okay, that's key. So, um, yeah. Nosedive Flashblade is Wild Wing's younger brother. Not intended to be part of the, the Carnard resistance. <laughs> Man, this is really detailed. I'm I'm glad this Wikipedia page is like insanely detailed. Uh Duke Lorange is another one. Um oh boy. Mallory McMallard, Tanya Flant Vanderflock, Czech Grin Hardwing, voiced by Brad Garrett of uh Everybody Loves Raymond fame. Human allies. Like, there are human beings in this show. They all have silly names, like Phil Palmfeather and Captain Cleghorn. Thrash and Mookie. Punk rockers. Oh, God. Okay, well, I think that's significantly more time than I ever anticipated devoting to the Mighty Ducks animated series. Um, I love it. I, I I would I we had to talk about it and that level um, of detail on Wikipedia for a show that lasted for what four to five months that's impressive yeah. that is I mean it's Disney so oh these are their weapons weapons items and vehicles the Arrow Wing the Duck spaceship it was the only vehicle that they brought with them from Puckworld <laughs> the roof of the pod retracts while the center of ice surface splits in half revealing the Ducks HQ. <laughs> uh, duck cycles they had motorcycles duck foil the Ducks motorboat. Puck blasters, a gun that shoots explosive hockey pucks. <laughs> Puck launcher, a rocket launcher style oven that also shoots explosive hockey pucks. Duck saber, used by Duke, the duck saber is a weapon that dematerializes into the hilt once deactivated, and the hilt can be detached in the grip and expanded. <laughs> oh boy, okay. We're gonna have to do just an episode on the Mighty Ducks TV series. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, back to D2. They have their big final, uh, high-pressure game against Iceland. Um, a lot of stuff goes down. A lot of stuff goes down. Banks is back in action. It's all good. Uh, Charlie is coaching with Bombay. Yeah, he suddenly becomes, like, an expert coach, and he's, like, writing plays down on the notebook. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, they- the arena starts chanting, we will, we will quack you. And then they play, like, probably 10 to 15 seconds of We Will Rock You, which is probably insanely expensive for, like, licensing purposes. And then uh, yeah. uh, the game ends in a they, have a... they have a shootout, right? Yeah, they have a shootout. Before, shootouts were even in a thing in the NHL. So, and before, I mean, NHL playoffs still don't come down to shootouts. Yeah. So, so wild. 
groundbreaking, if you will. <laughs> the only thing, I mean, it's like, the only thing that I really wrote down about this game was the last penalty shot with um with Julie the cat and yeah. how, like, they... They they tell her ahead of time. They're like, he's gonna shoot it to like your glove, your your glove side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bombay's like, I know his shot or whatever. Yeah, and so and like also, this is the sort of pertinent information that you probably should have been giving your team like this entire time. Like if you've been right. studying these players, you should probably pass that along. But then like, he shoots the puck, and then there's like silence because they're not sure where the puck went. It's yeah, like yeah. the entire <laughs> <laughs> everything is silent. The sold-out arena, which they are consistently playing in front of, like, sellout crowds for junior Goodwill Games. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so it's like, where could the puck possibly have gone? Like, if you can't see it, it's probably in her glove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or she, it's like she's sitting on it and it's still not over the line. Because the puck needs to be fully past the goal line. And I don't know if they're using replay technology at this point. <laughs> to see or there's like above angle cameras of for the game yeah so they win the game <laughs> obviously surprise hey the mighty ducks won and then ducks there's, rock. there's this ridiculous shot where the plane that they're on morphs into a flying v of <laughs> yep of birds of and birds of literal it, birds it ends with an acoustic version of we are the champions of with all of the ducks sitting Surrounded around a campfire. By the campfire yeah. Really, really heartwarming stuff. <laughs> but, like, also completely not relevant to anything that this movie has been about. Like... No, 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 no. We're just gonna go Like, camping. this movie is such a weird, intense mix of, like, like, trying to say something about, like, corporations and, like, media conglomerates and also, like, international conflict. But then it's like, oh, no, let's have, like, a, a little campfire scene to just tie it up at the yeah, end. for the know? kids. Yeah, yeah, for the kids. <laughs> oh, God. So, D2 yeah. is terrible. D2 is rough. Like, honestly, it was hard for me to watch. I mean, some of it is fun, but a lot of it is just like, ugh. Like, this is like slugging through it. You're just getting to D3. Yeah, for, like, completion, you know, of the, yeah. of the series. But it's just like, there's so many huge plot holes that are just empower, like, things that are just so unrealistic that are so hard to get over. Like the fact that the Mighty Ducks are the are America's team that they're sending is just an yeah. insurmountable thing for me to get over. Right, right. Goldberg has no place is going the to an international best in the hockey country? competition. No, yeah. <laughs> None of them do. Adam Banks, maybe. Adam Banks, maybe. Banks is always good. <laughs> Banks is good for that. Yeah. No, it's uh, my least favorite. And honestly, I I think you could really skip. D2. Like, I think you can watch Mighty Ducks and you can watch D3 and, like, you, I mean, you'll there'll be a couple new faces that you maybe won't recognize, but, like, they they all do the same stuff in D3. Like, they all still have their own personalities, so I think, I kind of think you can skip D2. It's, yeah, it, the story makes so much more sense if D2 doesn't exist. Like, it goes from, like, these, you know, local kids, and then they go to high school. Like, yeah, there's they no go to private school, they get a scholarship because they, like, they've been noticed. Yeah, there's no weird international competition that, like, they absolutely would not be able to take part in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, can you imagine the outrage from the rest of the, like, American junior hockey community if you filled your American team with, like, 
10 kids from this one town in Minnesota from like St. Paul and then yeah, like, yeah. five kids from the rest of the country. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> that would be the end of your coaching career. Yeah, I mean, even in Miracle, they, they've they got guys from Minnesota, guys from Boston. Like, they've got, a, I mean, pretty much just from those two places, but it's more than, like, Minneapolis. <laughs> it's, yeah, a lot of questions. So that's D2. So that's D2. Thank God we're done with it. Yeah. Goodbye. I would not recommend. I'm not going to tell people to see it. No, I would not either. So skip goodbye it you, to Ducks Skip it if you can. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad that it's the only one that's on Netflix, you know? Right? That's not cool. That's not fair. Like, that should not be people's introduction to the Mighty Ducks series. All right. Well, if we're done with D2, I mean, I, I'm glad it exists because I'm glad this franchise exists, uh, this trilogy, but I also just, this is the worst one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So stay tuned next time. We'll be talking D3, which is a classic. So we're D3 excited about is the that. best. Well, I mean, the Mighty Ducks is probably the best, but I don't know. D3 is really good. <laughs> D3 is pretty good. I think it also... D3 is a surprise. It benefits from having older actors. Like, they're older, so they can yeah. handle more stuff. But and we'll get like to that. And it's like all about the kids. All right. So peep, listen in for D3. <laughs> yep. It's going to be awesome.